Hi, everyone. Hello, Facebook, and hello, everyone who's on uh, both of you <laughs> on, on our um, who've uh, pre registered on uh, Zoom. Welcome to episode 146 of SAMA. SAMA is a program where we invite experts to talk about a topic from their area of expertise. Now, this week we are delighted to have Kathy Hagedum to discuss how feng shui can improve our lives. Kathy is an internationally acclaimed expert in the ancient art of feng shui. She has over 20 years experience in consulting and teaching and has inspected over 11,000, that's right, 11,000 homes and offices. Kathy's work has benefited clients by increasing their revenue, reducing stress, resolving conflicts, <laughs> and there's a lot of conflicts going on at the moment with these um, with the um, people being locked in at home, improving their health and well-being, and so much more. Kathy's experience is aligned with businesses in the health, wealth, business, and personal development areas. And with her help, you can alter the energy of where you live and where you work to assure holistic health and good fortune. Welcome to our show, Kathy. It's fantastic to have you on. Thank you very much for inviting me. I was saying just a little bit earlier on that we were looking for an expert for feng shui for quite a long time. And so we're very, very lucky to have had someone who's had so much experience in feng shui now on board. Thank you. Yes, I mean, there's not that many people I've come across who actually practice it and um, have studied it, really. And there are lots of people in the Far East, um, but a lot of the principles of feng shui are quite alien to yes. the Western mindset. So I found myself when I've been teaching it, I have to really break it down to some very base, not because of the mindset in terms of simplicity, but the concepts are, you know, quite high philosophy. Yes. So you have to break it down so it makes sense to people and it's yes. pragmatic to everyday life. Right, right. How did you get into feng shui? Because you're from Liverpool, and it's, it's I don't know. It'll be hard to sort of connect Liverpoolians with, <laughs> with feng shui. Okay, how, how well, um, yeah, I am from Liverpool, and I have lived and travelled all over the world. Mm. And I, looking back in hindsight, um, was I'm very aware of how the environment in Liverpool impacted upon my own upbringing. And I would say that it would be aligned to a lot of the not so bad kind of ghetto areas across the world. So I know what it's like to be brought up in quite a very black and white, um, underprivileged, I would say, mm. environment. Mm. So I know what elevates me when I see it. So when environments can impact one's aesthetics, aspirations, inspiration, uh, intelligence, um, then that is gold. Because if you can change that environment, then you can change and impact your own internal environment. And what's around you is within you. Um, I'm not saying that things were bad, 
But when you have nothing to compare it with, you accept where you are. It's not until you go outside of that area and see how other people are living, bad, better, or mm. indifferent, mm. that you start to realize the power and impact that one's environment growing up has had upon you. And for mine, I've, I, it served me well uh, in all many different ways. Um, but to see other environments where people can flourish in a totally different way makes you realize, wow, how these, what's around you is impacting you all the time from whether it's nature, whether it's the buildings, the colors, the aromas, the sounds. These are all, all the time. And, and the invisible. Feng Shui is a very invisible science. It's where science meets art. And it's not something that someone concocted up, you know, a couple of, couple of years ago. This is a 4,000-year-old philosophy mm. um, based in the I Ching in China. Feng Shui has been used by the Chinese in many ways to actually control the population because the emperor lived in his big palace and all palaces are designed to quote the prince of, um, I've forgotten, what's his name, Harry. He actually said recently, all palaces are designed to intimidate because the people give over their own internal power to palaces, to the huge buildings in which so-called important people rule from. So that's the, 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 the power of feng shui is how you design a building and what's inside the building and the resonance of the energy is an invisible message to the people of the country or of the house or the community in which they live. Right. Wow. So how, how can someone, I know in China, before someone buys a home, even though feng shui is not that common, they'll still use feng shui to determine whether the home is good for them. Yes. They'll, they'll get a feng shui expert and to go, hmm, ah, look at their compass, get the alignment, see if there's any water pockets nearby, where there's any hills or mounds. Um, but all of that, I've seen this in action, but it all looks so incredibly complicated. Hmm. It's, it is, you know, it, 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 it's a, a science and um, it's, it's complicated, no doubt, but I make it simple. I don't get, resonate up to the higher classical feng shui um, okay. because to teach that, it's, it's just difficult even just to start teaching yin and yang. Okay. So feng shui is about energy. It's like what Nicholas Tesla says, if you want to understand this universe, you have to think vibrancy, energy, and frequency. So what you do and how you understand feng shui and how you implement it is based on those three aspects. What you're doing is you're, you're gerrymandering, you're manipulating the energy so that it actually works best for you. 
So the principles of yin and yang are about two forces. There's not one that's good or bad. Both are existing all the time. And in between those two extremes of yin, which is more of a, a submissive energy, and yang, which is a, a go-forward energy, um, we're in, within ourselves, within our, within our own beings, we're always trying to um, handle those two energies within us, whether you're a, no matter what gender you are. Mm. And in between those two extremes of yin and yang, there are the energies of the five elements, which is the underlying principle of feng shui is the five elements. And they basically are five energies. So we've got extreme, we've got the yin and the yang, two forces. We live in a world of duality, so nothing is ever stays the same. So if I if I would have to say what does feng shui mean, I would have to say it means well actually the words mean wind and water, and wind and water are the elements of change. We we have the idiom, don't we? Um, the winds of change. And so we are managing change and that's what's going on in the world today more than ever is change is always going on, but this is massive change. So feng shui is about you having to change what you're looking at every day, not changing every day, but being aware of what's around you and being ready to take that change by making changes in what's around you. So, yes, some people would consult a feng shui expert, consult, consultant before purchasing a house. But most people don't have that luxury. They don't have the luxury of, of oh, I want to buy a house that's perfect. Mm. Um, certainly not in this country. Mm. You, you can only, you know, people are um, pressed into small locations, places that they can only afford. So they can only, the situations they find themselves in, they can only start making the changes once they're in the house okay. that they can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're, you're building a house from scratch, which is, sell, is not, it's not the norm in this country, okay. as you can appreciate, because most of the land here is owned by certain um people so it's not accessible <laughs> i'm being diplomatic Very accessible to um most of the most of the 65 to 70 million people but yeah i've seen amazing piece amazing architects um build properties in other parts of the world which have definitely considered the the beautiful synchronicity and geometrical um balance of of properties beautiful so you have to work with you have it's like having a body you know people who've got like a certain face and they want this face well you've got to work with what you've been given in life and it's the same in your property you've got to work and get the best out of your profit property um, and feng shui is a great way of doing that and how to to use what the, the space around you so that you are gleaning the best possible vibration and resonance for your, for your own well-being, for your health, your wealth, your relationships, creativity, 
etc. Right. So the yin yang is is duality. It's it's what we all live in. We're all we're always making decisions. Should I go this way, that way, up, down? And then within the the two extremes of yin and yang, we have the five elements. So the five elements are earth, water, metal, wood, and fire. Now this this then starts to take on a people start thinking, oh, what's, what's all this about? It's just five energies, five different kinds of energies. So that's how I teach it. So it it, it makes it it makes it pertinent to people's experience of their life. We all need to be earthed. So bringing some earth qualities into your space. We all need passion and dynamism and action. So bringing some fire into your life. We all need some flow, which is the water. How do we bring water into our environment? And water is to do with wealth. So you know, you've seen in China and Vietnam and Thailand, they'll honor the front entrance. They'll honor the water feature, be it a tank or a fish tank or um, fountain. Even in Europe, they do that as well. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the metal element. Now, the metal element is really powerful. They're all powerful in their own way. What metal is to do with the mind. And so what is around you that is providing you with amazing ideas, ideas for business, ideas for your life, ideas of where you want to go in your life. And then finally, the wood element. So wood is like the plants. How can you bring that into your environment so that you, when you look at the plant, you are taking care of it. You're taking care of yourself because you're learning how to take care of the wood element, which is all about growth. So it's a very organic way of teaching it because people um, are aligned to those natural organic energies. We talk about metal. Metal is like the um, metal is the resources, the nutrients in in the soil. And then that there's a cycle to that. So how do you bring those symbolism, symbolic aspects of those energies? into your environment right um the what my understanding is that people are also born in any of these five energy yeah well, i've got the, it's just, uh, different differing um quantities with one dominant one does this mean that different people must set up their feng shui environment differently well uh, what i love about feng shui is that I believe it's highly individual. No two people are the same as we know. Everyone's unique. So everyone is striving for a different kind of balance. So for example, I've come across people, they've got lots of uh, uh, water flowing, but they've got no fire in them. So therefore you might want to put fire in their environment to bring out the fire energy. Okay. but ultimately, we're all looking for balance. So with the knowledge and the principles of feng shui and the knowledge of the five elements, you can get that balance by bringing it, bringing it into where you live, where you sleep, um, where you work, your business. And it's, it's, a magical, it's a magical philosophy because... I've also grown and put extra things in of my own. So I'm an aromatherapist. 
So I've actually made blends to do with, oh, this is a fire blend. So if someone um, needs a fire energy, then the smell is, 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 is very uplifting and dynamic. Whereas an earth smell is grounding, calming, still. Um, a water smell is one that is, allows you to be flowing and quite, you know, with what one with the world. The um, wood element is full of the wood, like cedar wood, sandalwood, rosewood. So I have used the knowledge of the five elements to go with things like sounds, aromas, colours, and that gives people a toolbox in which to ask themselves, what do I need? Because this is not just about external, this is about internal. Mm. So I do a lot of teaching of meditation on internal, the organs. The organs are related to the five elements. We've got kid the kidneys, which is water, the liver, which is the wood, um, wood element, the heart, which is the fire element. So this is a, a deep philosophy and if I found that if I can teach people that, then they have then got the tools to go and ask themselves, what do I need? And, and where is my wealth area? Where is my health area? And what to put around them that can assist them in that. So, and it can be subtle. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I'm going to be putting a big ornament there with two people in it and I want a relationship. You know, or I'm putting a big pile of money in my wealth area. So when people come in, they know you're after their money. Now you can do it more subtle than that. And that's what it's creative about it. You can put your gold behind the picture. No one needs to know that you're bringing gold into your life. I understand. If, I, if, uh, if the feng shui has to be tailored for the person, in accordance to their birth energy. When more than one person lives in a house, which is almost always, how does that work out? Because you might get something working for one inhabitant, yeah, but not the other. That's a good question, yeah. yeah. Well, you would do, you would do um, the birth for every, each person, mm. and you would focus on which is the best location or direction for the main person, the person who's the authority in the house, and then you would go down. Which is the story of the cat, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is, yes. But, you know, even it, you know, when I've worked with people, there's always one person that doesn't want to participate. Right. It's really, I, I, do you know, I've had to hide. Uh, um, one woman, brought me in to do, the, to, to do the feng shui in the house and she had to get rid of me before the husband came home. But it was interesting because I could, the, the, the husband's presence was showing up in the room. Um, he was quite, he was an accountant. He was quite a frozen emotional character. And it was interesting that all the pictures on the walls were all of ice and snow. Wow, interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. I can go into a place and I can read it. I'm like, you know. So, so yeah, so, so, so these, these conflicts are 
subterrene in a lot of people's yes. yes and so you unearth them and they have to they have to bring them to the surface and deal with them you know but but, but yes so so the person in authority would be you know the main person but you would try to work with everybody and if they've all got, obviously they've all got different strengths and weaknesses so you you would if people have got their own bedrooms then they would have their focus on them and if it's a couple then you have to work together which is what you have to do in a relationship anyway is you have to work together with your various um you know if you're if you're like an east person and the other one's a west person where their focus is more north south east southeast and the other person is the other direction so it's a compromise everything's a compromise one should not out outlive the other out outdo the other it should be a blend of focusing on each other's strength and playing down the weaknesses it's um very apt that you should mention about the orientation of um of the uh, flow of feng shui i was just about to ask you um if your house well first of all i'll make it into two questions if, um, does it matter which direction your house faces, like your front door perhaps? Is it important in feng shui? Well, you know, the aspect of feng shui, people don't know, don't always know this because they just think it's all about space. Yes. But actually there's a timing in feng shui as well. Oh. Yeah. Fine. So for this year, if you've got a door that's northwest, mm. then that's a very, it's a very prosperous um, no, but it, it, it depends on people like south facing front doors because of the the light. There's more light coming through the south, depending on where you are living in the world, of course. Yes, yes. Um, but and also the south in the Chinese philosophy is honoured. The, the compass directions are still magnetic. But the south, the Chinese honor the south more, uh, which is to do with the fire energy and um, and achievement, because the historically the north they were always being attacked from the north, Mongolia and the northern borders. So the north was never seen as a, a um, an auspicious direction. Right. So yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, the other part of the question is, if your house is facing the wrong way, what can you do about it? You can't lift it and move it a little bit and now, put it down. I want to say this, that I would say we always want the best from ourselves. Yes. So we'd love to have a self-facing door, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But once again, I come back to the body, you know, some people want this kind of body they want that kind of body you have to work with the best that you've got okay okay and I, I mean i have lived in lots of houses and i work with the best so if there's something outside your house mm. then you can always put a mirror a bagua mirror outside not inside outside that reflects anything back um, not just be, not because of direction, but more if there's some, so. For example, you've got a pylon outside, or there's something that's 
because there's many different schools of feng shui there's the form school which is all about the landscape around your house what does it look like then there's the classical feng shui which is to do with the compass and then there's a black hat sect which is more later on and that's more esoteric and magical and that deal that that works in in like you know symbolism a lot of symbolism and hidden hidden um messages that you would place to create a particular response like I, so like to answer your question i want to come back to you so um what can you do well you can't you can't move the house can you no, no. so what are we going to do so we're going to make the best of what we've got mm. so you can put um you can put living matter so outside the house you can put plants yes. and living matter the wood element you can bring in the earth element um you, you there's a lot you can do to the entrance um because the entrance is the is the mouth it's the chi it's the mouth of the chi so as you approach a person as you approach a property you've already almost made up your mind how you feel about somebody or the the property so mm. No matter what direction it's facing, and I've written about this as well, you can you can make the best of that entrance by using color, change the color of the door, um, um, living matter, hanging baskets, flowers. Um, okay, a lot of people live in boxes more and more increasingly, and so you can even have some hidden. So you can put like a color ribbon around the. The, the door that people can't see. They can, you can see it from inside, but you can't see it from outside. And if that's a red, if you want, if it's not facing the south, you can put a red ribbon around the door. That's a red element coming through the door. Right, right. Um, there's a beautiful painting behind you. It's a tree. Um, if a, you, you mentioned um, this accountant who um, you visited his home and there was ice on the wall. If a, if a house is paintings, natural paintings, like flowers, trees, and artifacts, what, what would that indicate of the occupant? You know, I, I always, I've worked in intensive care units where I taught the feng shui and I've said to them, you know, anything white, anything metallic, we're, we're going into the age of Aquarius where it's going to be very info, info, informational, and techno so we're going to have a lot of white around us our appliances are white now once again we want to balance and all our lives are increasingly we're, we're living up here metal the element of metal mm -hmm. so more and more people need to earth themselves earth so in an intensive care unit for example everything is monitors at the end of the bed it's monitors the bed is made of metal every you know everything around them that the, the coat of the doctor is white it's mm. metal mm. so i um suggested recommended bringing in nature because inside of us we are water so yeah. we need we need sounds of water we need green for wood and growth and healing uh, the body can heal itself if it's given the right environment and at this juncture I want to bring in the work of Bruce Lipton on epigenetics, who has, um, in his trials and, and, and his studies, now um, discovered that our cells 
will grow a certain way in accordance with what is going on in the environment. Mm. And all these people, the gurus on the YouTube who are talking about business, um, inspiration, motivation, personal development, every one of them, every one of them is mentioning the environment. But people don't know how to manage their environment a lot of the time because it's about intention and what is it you want to put out there. So coming back to the tree, um, more and more people living in inner cities don't see a tree. I know that's where I grew up. There was no trees. Yeah. The only garden was my mother's garden. And mm. um, thank you, mum, because the rest of the street had nothing. Mm. So that taught me the flowers, the aromas, the growth, seeing the cycles of nature. So mm. having nature on your walls is a must. And it's great for one's health because you are resonating with um, a cycle within yourself where there is um, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And all the seasons that go through on throughout the year, all your emotional cycles, you know. So in hospitals, but in our own homes, um, I do teach about um, bringing in nature, especially into your health area, which is in the east, for, for the common one for everybody is the east. So bringing in a, um, a tree, whether you've, you've done it yourself or if you've um, found a picture that's, that sums up where you would like to be in nature, that has a resonance. And, and I do believe that it affects people's mental health. Uh, and the 11,000 homes I've been in is not all to be, has not all been to do with feng shui, I have to be honest. It's also, I'm an occupational therapist and I've been in people's homes from people who've got mansions to people who've got nothing. And honestly, every time I walk in, I can see what's going on here. It's almost like it's an invitation to read a person on what the problem, what the issue is here. You know, loads of clutter, they can't move and it's a conflict with their own health. Right. Right. Um, that's just one example. Well, you're, you, you're very close to nature now, I guess, or you've got your, this where your heart is. You're even wearing nature on your, on your dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because that's where people, um, they, they, can, they can earth themselves and they can find a resonance, a frequency. Being too much around the technology has... It awakens the mind and the mind can't calm down. Right. So that's, a, that's why a lot of people have problems with sleeping and insomnia. Okay, okay. The, how, how do people get started with feng shui? How, how do they start learning the principles? What's the best way? Well, before they start doing feng shui, what I include in my course, because people... People are already living in a mess sometimes, and then they want to start bringing in the little, you know, the little frog and the chime. And I'm going, whoa, hold on. Um, because remember, feng shui is not about a list of do's and don'ts. That's how it's been sold as a, a package. Mm. It's not about do this and don't do this. Mm. Um, it is about the individual and assessing the individual according to 
to the five elements. But how people get started, I include these other two steps before they get started on feng shui. And this is the most, now, it's more maybe relevant and prevalent in the West because of the huge materialistic um, emphasis um, we've had for the last 50 years on consumption. So you will find most people's places are cluttered and their garages are cluttered. And then they wonder why they haven't moved on or why they haven't changed. And it's because there's no space. There's no space inside them and there's no space on the outside. So my first lesson in teaching is to remove your clutter. Okay. And the amazing, <laughs> yeah. And the amazing impact on people's lives. I've just had a phone call yesterday. Mm. Someone saying, I'm ready to move on. I've cleared it. I've got rid of things. I've, mm. And even their voice starts to sound different so that's the first lesson yes then the second one after clearing the clutter um because i've traveled extensively i know what other cultures do and they use a lot of what's called space cleansing and it's the ancient art of space cleansing so because it's about energy we know that you know certainly in in England here, we have a population of 70 million and the houses are roughly, what, 100, 200, 300 years old. So all the energy of the previous occupants are still in there. Patterns of energy are still there. So you have to cleanse that. Otherwise, you're walking in. It's like walking into somebody else's life and living out their patterns. So I teach how to do that. They do this in India. It's also about protection. How do you protect yourself? Man has always protected themselves. They've got rituals. They've got ceremonies. They've got um, blends. Always, like, even in the contemporary scenario now, you know, people, people have created ways to protect themselves from the evil or the negativity um, or just genuinely other people's thoughts that are not so great. Right. And then I start to talk about feng shui. The cleansing is a um, fascinating yeah. thought, isn't it? And, and yeah, like... fantastic. It really, I mean, it's done, through, it's done through sound, the power of the singing bones. It's done through fire, the element of fire, um, through the smudging, the essential oils. These are rituals and systems that have been operating for thousands of years it's not i haven't created it it's but it's something i see i i i lived in india where they use salt pods to absorb the negativity and then they throw the salt pod away right um they they create geometrical shapes at the front of the house when you first enter the house and the geometry is designed to ward off any unwanted chi. That's the word used with feng shui, is yes. energy, chi. Yes, right. The, um, when someone comes to you wanting you to improve the feng shui, do you get their birth details, the date, time, where? Yeah. Is that important as part of the equation? on how to change their environment so yes. their feng shui is better? Yes, I do. 
yeah, I asked, someone just asked me to go to Switzerland, but because of what's happened, I couldn't go. But they had about six people in the family there. But there's, you know, a lot of conflict there. <laughs> so yeah. they wanted me to sort things out for the whole family and see what we can do with the energy. So I would need, their, I would need to look at their plans and I would need, and people are always startled by me asking for this, these details, but it's because of, I don't just turn up and say, move that there and do that there. No, I have to understand the people and where they're coming from and uh -huh. look at their details, their birth date and decide and, and find out what elements are involved in this. Yes. Okay. So that they can, they, they can capitalize on their own element and their own auspicious directions in their own home. Right. Are there any, are there any downsides to feng shui? Can, can, can the feng shui be really bad to the point where it's quite harming to individuals or groups of people? It's not the feng shui that's bad. It's the, the situation is bad. The feng shui is the, is the um, remedy, really. Um, people are living right across the world in horrendous environments. Horrendous. Um, un where there's under, 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 underground water um, is not good. Yes. Um, where they're living next door to pylons. Um, right. I'm not going to mention the obvious one. Um, which is contemporary and is very, very real threat. Um, we're looking at the nuclear power stations where there's been studies where lots and lots of people have been, um, children actually have, have um, died of leukemia because of the, nu the, the nuclear energy leaks. So um, many, many, many locations um, many different conditions I've come across where it really is not good and it's very obvious how people are living their lives right. and that's why you know architects should be using feng shui mm -hmm. but because architect because architecture is run primarily on a monetary basis mm -hmm. all the time and the aesthetics I believe are rarely considered and unless you're a very very wealthy person who insists on using feng shui of mm. which there are many mm. then it's not going to show up in the in the in the norm of the of the kind of government buildings or the contemporary housing that we have certainly in england you're not going to see it mm -mm -mm. and i don't see it in many other places Oh, so, the, so, so the, yes, there are lots of places right across the world that um, have not got good feng shui. And that is why there's a lot of research done where it's showing up that people are um, manifesting. Um, like, like for me, I have worked all over the world. And in certain parts of this country, you'll have a glut of people dying from cancer. And then you'll have another area where there is a, a glut of people who are um, diagnosed with MS, 
Mm. And there is a, there is a, um, a connection with what, what's going on in the area. Some, some parts of, of um, that, like there's a big, huge housing estate that's been built on a chemical, an old chemical factory. Yes. So that's exuding methane. Mm. And you can see even the people, they don't, they don't look healthy. Gosh, you know, yeah. So that's the that's the, that's terrible. Um, but but people don't ask. I asked. Um, I'm just bought, I've just bought a property now, and um, I asked a lot of questions. Um, about it's it's next to a reservoir actually, um, but people in, in this country don't ask those questions. You know what's in the area and what could affect me and my health the other downside for me for feng shui is that i can't go anywhere now and not have to. it's like having a different pair of glasses mm. once you understand feng shui you start to look through a different pair of glasses and you start to see wow like if they only did this and that it'd yeah. be so much more different yes. everywhere right across the world i've actually said i've actually especially in india or I've said, look, if you just do this, it's going to change the energy of the place and bring in more business for you. So the downside is that I'm always working. I'm always thinking, if you only just did this, what about doing that? And some places are perfect. And, um, and I, 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 I'm always amazed to find those nice balanced places. What if your house is in a noisy environment? You mentioned a little bit earlier that it's sense of smell as well as what you hear as well as what you can see. And I, I missed the opportunity when I heard a dog barking in the background of your, at your end. Uh, but I mean, if you're living near a motorway, for example, that's got to be bad mm. for, for feng shui. What can you do to improve the matters? I mean... A, a lay person will be thinking, well, just put soundproofing whatever up to reduce the sound. But is it more than that? Um, really, you, there's not a lot you could do, you, you know, um, because sound sounds affect you, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the only alternative is to, rather than your, your, your ears going to the sound of the traffic of the motorway, you bring in something in your own environment that distracts you from that sound. Okay, okay. So you could have, there, there are lots on, on YouTube now, lots of um, healing sounds at a certain hertz, which basically creates a calming effect. And so if your attention is focused on that, then you're not going to be listening to the outside sounds. So people have the the power to take charge of their own sounds in their own, just, just by putting it onto YouTube. I have been working with a lady, amazing, um, all kinds of singing bowls, um, which create a, an amazing vibration. And so you can, you can clean out a room of, of, of um, vibrational energy just by using those singing bowls. Those singing bowls, by the way, um, for for our viewers, I I purchased a few. They mm. they're very loud. They they can be very and to the point where you think the bowls must shatter. The amount of volume that's being pumped out just because you're rubbing 
a rubber yeah. or felt rod around the perimeter. Yeah. It's really remarkable just how powerful that sound is. Very loud. I'm, I'm actually moving. This is not my, where I'm now. I'm, this is just, um, I've just been staying here for a few weeks, but I'm actually moving into a new property and I've been, go, I've been going there each day using the singing bowl to cleanse the space. Right, wow. Uh, yeah, so I, I go all over the house and it's interesting because the people who are working on it, they came into it when it was completely needed renovating uh, and they came in before, um, just before I bought it. And now, and these are workmen, they don't know what I do. And they've come into the house and they've said, wow, there's, 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 something's changed in this property. <laughs> yeah, they've said there's something's changed in this property. Right. Um, but um, yeah, people in, in the inner cities, they're living in very close proximity to each other. And unfortunately, um, neighbor disputes do occur commonly. So let's throw, throw uh, a singing bowl in their direction. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> they've got a dual function, haven't they? This is where, uh, you can always use um, just a little tip for people listening. You can always use problems with any neighbor. You know, put some rosemary outside. Rosemary has always been used as a spiritual cleanser, and a, and a, it was used in the plague in the in 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 Europe, um, the bubonic plague. They used to use the rosemary to ward off evil spirits, but just for cleansing. And um, I'll be honest with you, I opened the front door last week, and there on the step was a bunch of rosemary. I don't know who put it there. I suspect there are some um, gypsies in the area, but th there was nothing on anyone else's doorstep. Um, <laughs> it would have freaked other people out, but for me, instantly, I took it as a good omen. And I thought, I'm actually living in number seven at the moment. So they probably left it because it was number seven, the house. And um, beautiful rosemary, I just stuck it up outside to ward off any unwanted um, energies from people. Interesting. I might need a few bucket loads of rosemary for my neighbours. <laughs> a bit of stripe yeah. is a good pointer. If you if you improve someone's feng shui as a feng shui master, do you get any of the negativity coming into you? Does it affect you in any way? No, because I'm not living there. Okay. I'm not living there in long enough. And also, um, I have, I meditate. So I know what you're, say, you're saying. I used to do um, massage. And I know when I used to massage people, the emotional energies of people would come into me. But I used to, what I used to do, I used to wash my hands with salt. And that is a cutter, that's a cleanser. So that's another thing you can put in bowls of salt, sea salt, which takes the water out of the atmosphere. And water holds memory, as we know Dr. Emoto's work. So water holds memory. So the water is being absorbed by the salt, and then you throw the salt out. So that's what I was doing with the massage. But when I go into people's homes, I'm not there long enough. But I, I could easily have a have a bath in I, I, I have a bath anyway every day with Epsom salts. 
So that's to cleanse and cut the aura and disconnect. But um, yeah, I've been in so many households and, and, and you could cut the energy, you could cut that expression we have in English. You could cut the, the atmosphere with a knife in some situations. The, the, the hanging in the air, yeah. the, the sadness, the, the pain, the yeah. conflict, <laughs> hanging in the air, either between couples or whoever else is there, yeah. or even people on their own, the pain, the sadness, mm. and you can cut it with a knife because it's hanging there. And they can help themselves by cleansing that and bring things into their home so that when you look at when you look at pictures that they're uplifting you they're elevating you right um that's the whole thing i I want to also say that we live in a world of um the marketing template we all live in a in a a matrix where we are being told to look here look here look here buy this buy that be like this do that and so the marketing industry is a multi-trillion, trillion, trillion industry. Mm-hmm. And their attention, they want your attention. They want your focus. Everyone's vying for your, 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 the power within your two, between your two ears. Yeah. And what I challenge to my customers and, and, and students is why not be your own marketing guru and put the messages of the life you want to live in and around on your own four walls. So what's up on the walls is where you want to go and how you want to feel. So where's the picture on the wall that tells me this is where I want to be in life? So that you are aligning and resonating with, it's like quanta meditation. It's like where I want to be, I'm already here. If I'm already here, I've got the frequency and the vibration of exactly how I want to feel, where I want to be. And the picture is reflecting that. So really, Kathy, the feng shui is more from within. If, totally. you, can, if you can meditate and put yourself in these beautiful, wonderful places or feelings, then that will that that is a form of feng shui, and, and you and you'll get the benefits from that. To be quite honest, I mean, most of the feng shui is is all about the outside, okay. but because of the way I've been teaching it, mm. I myself have focused on both. So yeah. I teach it from within. I teach. I I, I get people to um, go to places in themselves where they want to feel. How is it they want to feel? Mm. I can't make them feel like that. They have to get themselves to feel like that. And if they can get themselves a picture that think that when they look at it, they go, oh, I'm there now. Oh, I'm there now. So for example, you're from New Zealand. Um, wouldn't it be beautiful to be um, in Rotorua or um, Tapo Lake? Tapo Lake, is it? Tapo Lake? Oh, Tapo. That's Tapo. Yeah. Oh, I can, put, I can put myself there now. I've been there. But if I had a picture of there, I'm there now. And so this changes 
the frequency and the geometry of our internal energy so that, that we're feeling more upbeat rather than feeling, oh, I'm stuck within these four walls and they're closing in on me. So everything outside of you, um, there's a great quote, my environment is a product of my internal energy. Interesting, interesting. So what's out there on your four walls or what you're living around is what's happening inside. Have you ever been into a house where you've basically, when you first go in the house, you, you, you get this feeling of foreboding and you think, well, there's hardly, really? hardly, hardly anything you can do. Like, I mean. <laughs> I, had, I had one lady, she, wouldn't want, she didn't want to let me in at first because what goes with all that clutter yeah. is shame, guilt, self-denigration, these are feelings inside people for whatever reasons happened to them in life. And then the outside shows up that kind of feeling. And even though you may help them and assist them, they can't make, they can't walk over the bridge to help themselves. Um, even if someone else is assisting them, Really? Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Wow. It's like That's a bridge. Mm. Businesses. Someone's business may be struggling and they want to make it so that they're not struggling, so they're actually making money. Mm. Um, are there simple things they can do to make their business more prosperous? And how does it work? <laughs> Once again, I mean... Are we talking about a retail where people are actually going into a shop? Well, we can talk that. That's an easy example. Okay, let's go with that one. Okay. So increasingly, more and more and more, people are looking for an experience. So when they walk into your shop, they should be getting an experience that balances them. So when people feel balanced, I'll give you an example. I don't buy from people I don't like. Because the article that I'm buying, when I see that, I, I remember buying a dress in New Zealand, in Auckland actually, yeah. and it was a fantastic um, purchase. It was a good dynamic between me and the person selling it to me. Good. So that's the kind of vibration that people want in their life. Okay. So the person, first of all, the person serving them should be aware of the impact you're having upon the person. Are you giving them eye contact? Okay. So that comes back to your own internal feng shui. Are you balanced? Are you alive? Do you have some fire energy to talk to people? Do you have some metal for creativity? Do you have some growth to meet other people? Do you have water to communicate? And do you have earth to listen? So, but coming to the outside of the environment you know if people walk in and the smell of the shop is horrible well people are going to walk back out again right. do you have any color or is it all just white now white's okay but too much of everything is an extreme mm. and people inside of them are always looking for balance right. so you see these people with all white rooms 
and they think they've, they're minimalists or they think they've got it all right. But actually, too much of anything is an extreme. So white is metal. It's the, me it's the mental side. And too much thinking is not good. That's why all the institutions are all painted a magnolia colour. Nothing wrong with having magnolia if you've got colour in the pictures. So can you see how you can bring the balance? So coming back to the retail is, you know, allow when people come through, they're getting an experience from you. What's the pictures on the wall? What is it you're selling that makes people feel, oh, I'm very attracted to the layout. So even in our supermarkets, we are being what's called gerrymandered. We are being forced to move this way, then that way. And there's a reason for that. It's appropriate set, it, the inner, the inner ear, the labyrinth. It's when we, when we, when we walk in circles, we feel like flowing. When we're walking in rows, well, like we're in the army. So where the supermarket gets you to flow, if you're flowing this way and that way, you're like a, you're like a, a, a flow of a river. So you're going to feel at one. And I'm here. I like this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy this. Isn't it funny how supermarkets, supermarkets make you walk through two miles of, of produce before you get into where you want to go, which is... Exactly. <laughs> but there's a reason for that. They want you to pick up this, that, and the other just to get the milk at the back. Yeah. Oh, but the oh. flowers are at the front, so the aroma and the colour. Oh, I love being here. Interesting. That's right. They do. They have it at the front. Yeah. So, so layout, they, t they use feng shui, a formal shui feng shui to improve they their sales. I mean, actually, people are using feng shui. They don't even know that they're using it in all kinds of marketing. You know, the use of colour, the use of sounds. The part of feng shui that we haven't really discussed is, or we have lightly touched on this, the orientation. Has it got anything to do with the energy flow, the magnetic field of the earth, energy flow from one direction to another, and aligning it so that you get the most beneficial part of the energy passing through? Um, well, yes, it, it does. I mean, the, the east, so each, each, each compass point um, is associated with an aspect of one's life. So if you look at the east, the east is to do with our health and our ancestors. Mm. And then the, the north um, is to do with where we flow. That's the water element. And then the south is to do with um, our fire energy. So the sun, the sun in the south is the most warm. So mm. that's the, the fire in us. But also how we, how, um, what is propelling us to go towards something we want to achieve. So each magnetic compass point is affiliated i've tried to make it very simple but there's another there's many many layers to feng shui so the way it's aligned out it's ten hours. sorry according to the compass directions is to do with the I Ching, and the I Ching is 
um, lines. It's like a um, really like a computer, um, but it's very very ancient form of history, Chinese um, philosophy, and basically we have the what's called the um, later heaven sequence, later heaven sequence, and the earlier heaven sequence. So the way those um, what's called the hexagrams, the treegrams are laid out. The, the, the earlier heaven sequence is about how the universe works. And that's, um, that's about perfection. But when we come to the property, we're living in on earth where everything is perfect as it is, even though it doesn't feel like it is. And we align ourselves in accordance with the magnetic um, compass points. But each compass point is aligned and assigned an element, an element that I've discussed before, yes. but it's also assigned um, other meanings to do with a different aspect of our life. So the South is to do with your goals. Where, where are you going in life? So what I've done is I've created a, a board where people can um, do a vision board in accordance with the five elements and the nine the, the nine areas of their life. As you can hear, it's a very complex, but when, once you get started, it really does answer questions you've got about how do I make my environment much better? And once again, what I'm mentioning there is there is a, a time element to it. So it's not just placing things and putting it there. It's when should I do that? So I'll give you just a little example that astrologically we're looking at from um, 2003 to 2023. The Lo Shu square, which is the astrological part of feng shui, in the center is the number eight. And from 2003 to 2023, that's when you have, that's Chinese, Chinese, um, Supremacy. That's when the, Chan the Chinese have, have um, made the lion roar in the last 20, 20 years. They've got three more years to go. And then they will have reached a hegemony, a, 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 a unit. And they will have known that. The calculations will have done that they will have known that. They've gone from a, um, a, a pre, um, an agricultural um, country to a an industrial country overnight mm. absolutely overnight phenomenal phenomenal trans transformation yeah. so that was all done that's all been known about because of the astrology the Chinese astrology associated with feng shui mm. which is just another another level so you can appreciate that there are many different levels going on in feng shui and I have to keep it very simple in order for people to be able to implement it. Okay. Um, I was going to pull the plug, but Bev has asked us the last final question. I'd like to sneak this in. I know it's gone a little bit overboard. Have you got time to um, to answer Bev's question? She's yeah. she's wanting more about this to learn more about the symbolic and hidden style of feng shui. The what style? The um, symbolic and hidden style. 
Oh, like, hidden style. <laughs> yeah, like you're talking about gold behind paintings and, and mirrors and back, you know, back facing out of yeah. the outside part of a door. Um, how does it work and how important is it? And because no one can see it. So it's not like you can sense and see these pictures on the wall. These are things that are hidden. Yeah. Because all the, all the big secrets are all hidden in life. It's the, it's the invisible that's more effective than the visible. So in many ways, what Feng Shui is doing is it's garnering the energy that we can't see and manipulating and using it, not for evil, but for the better of the residents and the health of the residents. So um, once you understand the five elements, mm -hmm. you can start doing the hidden stuff yourself because you, you understand. So let, let, me, let me just lay it out. So we look at the wealth area in the southeast or the northwest. So what do you associate with wealth? What's your idea of wealth? Oh, a lot of friends, but you're asking the wrong person. Most people would say, you know, pockets lined with coins and, and paper things. <laughs> but, but wealth can be anything. I, I mean, wealth, wealth of creativity, wealth of ideas. Yes. Um, your health is your wealth. Mm. But we've already got areas that we can focus on our health already. Mm. So if you, everybody needs financial flow. Right. And no more has that been apparent than what's going on. Yes. So what kind of wealth would you like to bring in? And you could start putting pictures up in that area of where you see yourself making the wealth. Okay. Okay. So it could be plants because you could make money from cannabis, mm. CBD oil. Right. You could make, um, you could have, um, the water, no one knows the water is to do with wealth. Um, you could have a beautiful vase of flowers and underneath you put your silver coins. Silver will win the day. The, the, last, the last big fights in China were over silver. Right. The big battles that, that they come, I mean... They're coming back for, and, and, and go, uh, China is the biggest producer of gold in the world. Yeah. And they don't sell it out. So, you know, do you know what I say to people? Um, I say, if you can't afford gold, even one gram of gold, and put it in, under your vase in the southeast or your northwest, go and buy some chocolate gold. I've got chocolate gold on mine. No one. Who's, who's going to know? The eyes. They see the color of gold. And, and the ants. <laughs> you always see them huh? living in it. And the ants. <laughs> ants. No ants. We don't have ants. <laughs> but, but, you know, the mind, you, you, can, you can play with the mind and say, oh, there's my gold and silver. It's chocolate, gold and silver. But hey-ho, you're giving yourself a message. That's where I'm going. Or you put up a picture of Bitcoin. Interesting. Put up a picture of Bitcoin and you can do this on your vision board as well. I, just, I mean, I'm, you know, I have got access to a vision board that I do offer. It's just free. It's not, you know, nobody has to um, pay for that because it's all about empowering people. And I can't emphasize enough the experiences that I've had where I've put pictures on the wall and the next thing, guess what? 
I'm buying a property just like that. And I just always <laughs> want to add that how do I live feng shui? How do well what I do is I buy a property, I do it up, I live in it, I change the energy, then I get the tenants in and I leave. And the tenants don't want to leave because the energy has all been set up that they love it. Over and over and over again. That's how I use feng shui in my life. And I also want to say I've used it a lot in mental health where I'm giving the power back to the people. I'm not your, I'm not your guru. You are your own guru. I give you the tools. Here's the tools. And no, nowhere than the mental health area have I seen people change like that. Right. Because depression, depression is about not having control. I hand the control back to them. The next thing, they're putting up the pictures on the wall. They're changing the colors on the wall. And mm. next thing is, they've changed themselves inside because mm. it's all about change. Right. So how can someone, people will be watching this video and thinking, gosh, this all sounds so interesting. How can I find out more? How can people contact you or get hold of your, what you've written? Um, Wealthy Spaces, www.wealthyspaces.com. Yes. And the front page there, there's on the right-hand side, there's a free vision board. And people go in there, there's, it's no charge. Just, just go, go there and um, opt into it. And there's a, um, it's a like 45-minute webinar based on what I've just been saying, where you can get started by just creating your own vision board. Um, according to the five elements which I've just discussed and the nine areas of your life. Put the vision board, do it on the wall, and then what you do is what you've put on the vision board, you then learn, not from that particular webinar, but the vision board is just that one, but there's other, there's other material on my website where you then, what you focused on on your vision board, you can start to put in, in your room around you. So that you are now creating your own marketing. And like Bruce Lipton says, the things that are around you are changing your cells inside. Right, right. There's a whole book on it. I've, I've just I've published a book on it. It's on Amazon as well. That's, that's, that's on, the, um, on the website. But people can get started right away by just, if they just got their own vision board, it makes them wake up and say, I'm focused. This is, what, this is how I want to feel in my health. This is what I want for my wealth. This mm. is what I want for my relationships. This is what I want overall. This is where I'm heading. Mm. This is how I'm doing business. Mm. This is how I'm feeling inside because I, I really focus on inside and right. how I'm feeling. I'm feeling wealthy. When you feel wealthy, no matter where you go, you start to exude a frequency and people pick up on it you know people pick up on it and, and the next thing it's reflecting back to you i mean all, all what i'm saying is what was written in the secret but i've actually transferred that over into feng shui but feng shui has always been used for power really power power over the masses right. and um i'm saying power over yourself you right. take the power back into your own life on a personal level rather than on a, on a, on a larger, larger scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Kathy Hargadon, thank you so much for coming on to our show. It's been, a, it's been a real pleasure. 
I knew it was going to be a good one as soon as I knew what the subject matter was. <laughs> so thank you I once you again. Didn't expect that. <laughs> Take your pardon. I said, I bet you didn't expect it. some of the things that I spoke about because they're not always always expressed like that. Oh well, no. Um, I love seminars that go off on a tangent because they're mm. really um, um, they're these th questions that everyone has. That everyone, anyone can get a book, I guess, on feng shui, but to get a real world explanation and application of feng shui is so much better. Yeah, yeah. So it's been um, been a it's been a fantastic. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that your move to your new house is a good one. This is not an investment property. I hope. I hope it's in one you're going to you know live in for a while and, and sort of settle down until. No, it's a base. It's a base because I will be springboarding into other parts of the world. You've got a two feet, Kathy. I'll <laughs> help you, I'm a gypsy. Whatever you do, <laughs> I know that you'll be taking, um, you'll be creating your own environments according to the, um, the rules of feng shui and making every house a happy house, every home a happy home, as we yeah. all should be. Yeah. Well, thank you once again, have a fantastic day, and thank you, viewers, for watching. This is um, John White from SAMA, episode 146, interviewing Kathy Hargaden, and it's been a fantastic interview. Take care, everybody. Keep on passing the love forwards. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Kathy, for your time. Have a, have a fantastic day. Thanks very much. Thank yeah. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.